thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast again this morning. Lord, my soul fast to be in your presence again this morning. This beautiful morning to magnify your name. My soul is delighted to be in the presence of the one who is father of all the God of all flesh. My soul is excited to be in your presence again this morning. Father of spirits, God of gods, King of kings and Lord of lords, I magnify the one who is ancient of days. I magnify the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. I magnify the one who has no beginning, who has no number of years. I magnify the one who is sufficient. Scripture says that you feel all and you are in all of creation. I magnify you again this morning. We say thank you for bringing us into your presence. We thank you for waking us up again this morning. We thank you for filling us with the breath of life. We thank you for, uh, for, for raising us up this morning. We do not take it for granted. The psalmist said, I lay down to sleep and you are the one who woke me up. Lord, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for the privilege of coming into your presence, for the grace of knowing you. We say thank you. Receive all the praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence, we ask, Lord, speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom and understanding in your word. Lord, we want to apply the lessons we have learned in this last three months, reading our Bibles, reading the gospel, Lord, we ask, grant us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. So we concluded, we finished doing an harmonized study of the Gospels. I hope you remembered that we started by taking on the life of Jesus, the beginning, his early life. We saw is the, the beginning of his ministry in Galilee, and then we saw his Judea, the Judean part of his ministry. We then saw the Perean part of his ministry. We saw the part of his ministry, final part of his ministry in Jerusalem. And then we saw his trial. We saw his sentence and then his death on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, and then his ascension. Okay, so what we want to do in the next few days is draw lessons. Lessons from the life of Jesus. What can we take when you hear Jesus? What is the first lesson that comes to your mind, that comes to your heart? And I trust God to bless us this morning. 
Thank you to everyone joining in. God bless you. Whenever I hear the name Jesus, the life that he lived, of course, the first word that comes to me is sacrifice. Yes, the sacrifice of Jesus. Remember, Jesus did not have to die. Jesus did not have to die. And for those of those who attack the Christian faith, okay, while we God choose to die. While we God, Almighty God, choose to live his glory and come die for for I don't want to use the, the word non-entities like me and you. Why will God leave his glory to do that? Uh, but yes, he did leave his glory. And that is the first lessons, lesson I want to draw out. The sacrifice of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, he did not think it robbery to be equal with God, but chose to be found, to be fashioned as a man. Man left his glory. That was sacrifice. And then he humbled himself and died on the cross, even the death of the cross. For this purpose, then God gave him a name that is above every other name. Okay, so the first lesson that comes to me is the sacrifice that Jesus had to make. Okay, so we look at this two way. The sacrifice itself, but first of all, the sacrifice that Jesus had to make. Jesus sacrificed for us, okay? And we ought to learn from this, to learn to sacrifice for one another. In fact, if there's one thing that should stand out in the Christian faith, it is sacrifice, okay? If Jesus was willing to lean, and that's why 1 John chapter 3, 16 says that, look, if Jesus gave his life for us, we also ought to be able to give our give up our lives for one another. We ought to be able to sacrifice for one another. Don't be selfish. Yes. Some of us are so self we are in fact we sell meat even. We are selfish. That is not the Christian life. That is not the life that is learning from Jesus. Jesus sacrificed for me and you. Of course, naturally the is sacrifice that is the atonement for sin is another lesson for us. Remember that that sacrifice, that one sacrifice, ah, perfect sacrifice, became the atonement for sins. And by that one sacrifice, the book of Romans says, he redeemed us back to God. So, big lessons for us to learn from there. How do you know? whether this little sacrifice you are making will not change the life of someone, will not redeem somebody back to God, okay? So, in my own opinion, the first thing I, that comes to mind when I hear the name Jesus is sacrifice. What about you? What comes to mind immediately you hear the name, the name Jesus? Sacrifice comes to me. But, there are other lessons to take from the life of Jesus. I will just take them scattered here and there. I'm not going to follow a chronological order from him being a child to the point where he died. I will just take it at any point, okay? Just just speak yours. Whatever speaks to you, learn from the life of Jesus. That was the whole purpose of this study. We'll do this in the next two days. Now, let's look at from the birth 
of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. His birth was unexpected, right? Yes. His birth was unexpected. It was so unexpected that even, even by the time the angel announces his birth, the Bible says that Mary was, was shocked. How can this be? I am a virgin. I am a virgin. Virgins don't give birth on their own without another man being with them. And the angel Gabriel said, look, this is how it will happen. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Okay? And then something will be conceived in you. The angel Gabriel told us something very specific. He said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And that's the lesson I want us to draw from there. With God, nothing is impossible. I don't know what you call impossible this morning, but in God, nothing is impossible. I want you to to turn to God for that thing. What is it? Is it healing you need in your body? With God, nothing is impossible. Have you been told that you cannot amount to anything? In God, nothing is impossible. Ah, is it, have you attempted it again and again and again and again? You have failed. I am saying to you this morning, in God, nothing is impossible. And I think I take that lesson from how Jesus was conceived in the first place. Okay, so very important. Let's learn from that. If you are facing an impossible situation, you are facing an impossible, maybe you are facing a nightmare this morning, or or you are listening in and you even don't know what the next step is going to be. I have a word for you. With God, nothing is impossible. And I pray that God will step into that situation for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The next lesson I draw from the life of Jesus, and I, I don't want to number them, okay? There's no need numbering them. The next lesson I will draw from the life of Jesus was his humility. His humility. First of all, in humbling himself before God to decide to become a man. That's one. And next humbling himself to live with his parents. Remember, the Bible said that he was subject to them and he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Okay? So, I learned from this attitude, this humility that Jesus had. In fact, Philippians chapter 2 says that we should have the same attitude that Jesus had. He was humble. He was humble. That many of us listening in this morning, you are proud. Yes, you are proud. And the Bible says that God resists the proud. I pray God will not resist you in the mighty name of Jesus. But yes, there is blessing in humility. It was the humility of Jesus that redeemed us to the Father. I know it felt like weakness. To Satan, it was failure. It was weakness. But Satan did not realize. The Bible says if he had realized, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Who in humility chose to be sacrificed on the cross. 
So let's learn from the humility of Jesus. The Bible says, let this mind, let this attitude, this attitude of humility be inside each one of us. Be humble this morning. Be humble, okay? Don't be proud. Some of us have not achieved anything. We have not achieved anything and we already, no one can talk to you. No one can advise you. No one can say anything to you. That is not the life that Jesus, the example that Jesus left for us. He was humble. Remember that when time came for Judas to betray him, when the crowd arrived, they could not pick him out. Why? Because this man was humble. If it was some of us, we would have been dressed differently from our own disciples. Maybe we would have been sleeping in a different corner from our own disciples. Because, yes, we are the one. Yes, you are the big man. (laughs) God resists the proud. God will not resist you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Another lesson I pick from the life of Jesus. Are the many times that Jesus turned an impossible situation, turned them around. So let's start impossible situations, first of all, with the, those who were dead. And that's, <laughs> that's an impossible situation, right? <laughs> so maybe the situation you are going through this morning is an impossible one. <laughs> it's dead, it's dead, it's gone. They have told you that nothing. Maybe you have even been fi- you are listening in this morning, you have been fired from your job. You've lost that job. Oh, you are listening in this morning. Marriage is almost over. It's dying. It's, it's on the final last bit of, of little oxygen left that you can get. Okay, maybe that's where you are. I want us to learn from the how Jesus turned impossible situations. People call it impossible. And I will just name a few of them. First of all, we learn from Lazarus in the book of John. The Bible says that Lazarus had been dead for four days. When Jesus came, Martha said, "Ah, Lord, we can't open the tomb. If we open it right now, it will be smelling. Yes, now he's been dead, decaying for four days. That's an impossible situation. Impossible. But with Jesus, nothing. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Jesus goes before that tomb, tells them, roll away the stone. They rolled it away. I'm sure those who rolled it away might even have stepped back because of the stench, possibly, that would have come from inside. And Jesus stands before the impossible situation and says, Lazarus, come out. (laughs) Big lessons there, okay? I don't know what you are calling impossible, but Jesus taught us how to handle impossible situations. Pray. Pray. Remember when he was with the widow of Nain, okay? When they were carrying the widow of Nain's son. They were carrying the, the boy. When they wanted to go and bury him, you know, the boy, they were coming out of the town. Jesus' crowd was coming along. They were rejoicing. And this other crowd were coming. They were mourning. Eh? Impossible situation. Jesus simply prayed for that boy. Remember that 12-year-old girl that Jesus said, Talita kum, rise, little girl. Impossible situation. Pray this morning. 
Learn. Let's learn from the life of Jesus. Because with God, nothing, 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 I say again this morning, shall be impossible. Okay? So, if you are facing an impossible situation, I want you to turn it over to God. Hand it over to God. And I pray for you. The Lord will step into that situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay? So, more, and then we'll stop for this morning. The next lesson I want to take from the life of Jesus is <laughs> what Jesus did on the cross. Ha ha! Remember when we were reading, I said that if I was the one, when the people, the soldiers, the people, the crowd themselves, the the elders, the Jewish, the Jewish elders. The, the high priests, um, the teachers of religious law, and the other elders were there taunting him. If you are the son of God, come down. If you think you, you are so all-powerful, all well, save yourself. If I was the one, I would have come down from that cross. <laughs> and then I would say, Uto, uh-huh. shake your eyes, I've seen now, Abby. <laughs> I will now go back on the cross <laughs> just to prove to them. But that is not Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's not the life that Jesus taught us. Jesus taught us on that cross about forgiveness. And I feel like ending it here this morning. Forgiveness. Ah! Jesus prayed for the very people that were crucifying him. The very people that were killing him. He prayed for them. Remember the prayer, right? (laughs) He said, Father, Forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Ah! I pray that this kind of mind will be in inside me and you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus prayed for them. Forgive those who were killing him. And I'm talking to someone this morning because I know that even though you say you are a Christian, even though you say you are a child of God, you have made up your mind that you will not forgive. Yes, you carry, you wear it. You wear the toga of unforgiveness. You carry unforgiveness on your head. I will not forgive that thing that you did. I will never forgive. Learn from Jesus this morning. Learn from Jesus this morning. He could. Yes, so listen this morning. He could, if he had said, Lord, ah, these people, let all of them perish in hell. Will, will, any, will they have done anything wrong? No. They deserve to perish in hell. But Jesus was teaching us something very important. We must learn to forgive. Why? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. When we say we will not forgive, we are simply telling God not to forgive us. Hmm. Secondly, unforgiveness eh, is a bind. It's a binding instrument. The devil uses it eh, to keep you on the same spot. I'm telling you. When you say you will not forgive someone, it is like tying the person to the same spot. You will not go today. You will not go today. <laughs> okay. Agreed, the person will not go. But you too, you will not go. You see that? So, my charge to someone this morning is forgive. Remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Jesus said, be merciful 
just as your father in heaven is merciful i say to someone this morning it is time to be merciful it is time to forgive i know that that person does not deserve your forgiveness but i am asking this morning forgive because you are a child of god father we thank you for these lessons this morning we pray lord that you will help us to imbibe them you will help us to practice them and let your name be glorified in our lives once more in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day